Hi, this is Victor from Trend Following Trading for Beginners. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the top 10 things that I wish somebody had told me when I first started trading. Coming up next. Hello guys. Okay, today's episode will be different and why I suddenly talk about top 10 things I wish somebody told me. Well, I was um, doing my chores today and uh, I was very interested in putting all my podcasts on YouTube. So I was looking at how I you know, I can learn from other people's and uh, there was a YouTube video talking about top 10 mistakes that YouTube, new YouTubers make. And that sort of uh, inspired me to do this podcast the top 10 things I really wish somebody had told me uh, at the start of my journey, trading journey. So uh, I can basically save time and save a lot of money and a lot of headache and emotional, you know, heartache as well. So off the gate, I think unlike other um, people, uh, coaches and uh, educator, I, I, I think the first things first is really the mindset for anybody who wants to start trading. It's not really about the skills first. First of all, very much like, you know, self-defense. You know, get your mindset right. You know, get get your head screwed right. And uh, um, otherwise, you're going to hurt yourself. It's very much like a gun. You don't know how to control yourself. Um, in what situation you use a gun? I mean, the gun can kill you and hurt you. So the first thing first I would say is think about the process. You know, process before the actual money, you know be process-centric and not result-centric. What happens in most days now, I think a lot of people I talk to, except a few that I admire and follow, um, most of them just say, basically say, yeah, get this newsletter, get this course, read this book, come to our webinar, and i make you rich. Uh, most people don't, you know, got into this you know, trap. Thinking things are easy, just like buying a lottery ticket, and then suddenly you become a millionaire. Uh, I'm not saying it won't happen, but the type of people that actually happen is like few and far between, probably one in a million, probably one much less than that. And that gives people illusion or false hope. You know, just like our skills, trading, in my mind, uh, I think it's, it's a teachable skill. It's very much like cooking or self-defense. You, you might be good at it. Uh, certain style, certain food type that you like to eat and cook and you're passionate about, you, you like those and, and you keep on doing it. But uh, you can also learn other styles that you, you may not be inclined to do, but you definitely can learn it. But to be better, to be at the very top, you need to put in all the hard work. But most of all, it's all about process. You don't talk about you know how you become number one in uh, self-defense or the best chef. You put in loads of hard work and work on the process, work on the process, work on the process until you actually you know, master a dish or master a style or master a particular movement and you move on to do the next dish, next movement and you continue. Do that again and again. You always think about you know how I do this, this way, how I do it that way. It's a process. So share trading is the same thing. You, you don't talk about the money right at the start. You mean like, like a brain surgery surgeon, um, when he or she go first go to medical school, do you really think they're thinking about how much money they earn, you know, 100,000, 20,000 uh, after, you know, 20 years or 10 years training? 
You know, they, you know, they concentrate on passing the exam, concentrate on getting the result, concentrate on getting the experience before they think about the money, because the money will come by itself. And uh, that there's, I think, um, there's uh, Alexander, somebody uh, who 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 wrote the book about um, um, live, um, trading for a living. Yeah, he actually said that you know if you follow your process and do your process right, money comes as a half afterthought. It it just comes as a result. You don't have to think about it. Just concentrate on the money, and it's really really. Um, Difficult concept for some people, especially when news traders, then think about it because all they think about at this time, especially when you first joined to the the financial industries, money. I want the money. I mean, I I I'm a, I'm a money con too. You know, at the start, I, I was thinking about the money before I you know continue the challenge and learn about things. At the end of the day, it's like it's process, it's process and it's process, and it's not about the money at the start. So. I really wish somebody had told me about the, the the process itself first, and I will definitely save. You know, I put a lot more time to do learning, learning the step, learning this process before you know risking my time, so to speak. And the other thing which needs to, I mean, after process centric is, you know, the, the emotional control. Like what I talk about the the, the gun uh, comparison. You know, you know how to pull the trigger. You know how to handle yourself. So you know. The throwback, you know, power to, to push from from the from from the gunpowder, from from the from the bullet, from the from the gun itself, you know, won't hurt you. You need to stand a certain way. And uh, it's the same 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 thing for trading. You have to have you know stand a certain position. You know, in this case, it's your emotional control. How you put yourself forward, how to how to actually take a trade is very important. Because if you uh, always just think of the money, 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 and don't uh, look after the risk control and you know your the state of mind, so to speak, you very soon realize uh, that you just become an addict, you know, a gambler, and you basically throw all your rule books, all your uh, trading system out the window, and just do it for the sake of you know the 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 high, you know the the adrenaline run, you know, in your body. You're not actually there to make money, or to try to make money anyway. So you become a uh, gambler rather than a trader or investor, which have a plan, have a way of thinking, a way of doing things. And that, that to me is very important. And, and most of all, is emotional control, risk control, is more important than entry and exit. But nowadays, most people think about yeah. um, buy this course or buy this book, whatever this method, you know, entry exit. That's most important. I forgot, totally forgot about emo, emotional control and how much you need to risk, and how to handle yourself when you, when every system has falls, and when when the system that you like to use, you know, falls on its face and uh, have loads of losses. I mean, I talk about uh, how to handle randomness in my last episode. Uh, you you can have you know a strain of losses. You know, seven, ten. It's not unheard of. Sometimes I'm twelve. And it might be up to twenty. If you can, you as a normal human being, faces twelve no's or twenty no's, and continue. And this time, you, when the no is not just somebody just you know tell you no when you ask for something. This time, you actually lose money every trade. Twelve trades, seven trades, or twenty trades straight in a row, and you still continue. Have you got that emotional control to handle that and continue? And that that that's something that you know is food for thought, and I really have wish somebody had told me.
and uh, that really will help help me a lot, especially on risk control and then uh, now emotional control through me meditation and basically you know have a stay uh, a calmer mind when you actually trade and don't trade when when my my mind basically running over the place say after I have an argument with the, with the family member or uh, have an argument with boss or get fired that kind of thing you know you say make yourself calm first and then you go back in the market the market's always be there for you and so long as you have good risk control and uh, have a good state of mind well just follow a system which um, I'm going to talk about next and then basically um, with a positive action you, you can make money for stop now the next things uh, the next tips, the next things I really hope somebody told me, it's quite been talked about a lot, but it's very, very difficult to do. For most people anyway, definitely for me. And something called cut your losses and let your winners run. Basically, if you lose certain amount of money, just get out, just say uncle. It's the American term to say I have enough. And uh, get out and save your the rest of your money for next trade, so to speak. But most people... Um, do the totally opposite. They let the losers run, hoping and again hope that your your trade will come back. And uh, they are so scared of losing, they actually make a little bit of money or trading, let's say 100 quid or 200 quid or whatever, and then they cut the winners short. Take the money, put it in the bank, because they fear of losing money. And then they get exactly that from the market. The fear of losing money make them lose money because a lot of time the trade actually turn out to be a winner. Quite often it happens, and um, you then kick yourself, kick yourself. Say, why did I get out so much so quickly? You know, the the the, the trade could have gone, you know, five five hundred points up, or one thousand points up, and you only got three hundred, one hundred points, something like that. And you in Basically, self-sabotage as well, that kind of thing. So, this is uh, going against human nature because most people, I mean, if you found 10 pounds or 100 pounds on the floor, somebody dropped it, and you, you, if you don't pick it up, you know, next man or a couple of people behind you probably just pick them up and go on. The money won't be there. But trading is different because you are trading of random events. Sometimes, if you trade it right, yeah, one hundred pounds that you drop on the floor become a thousand pounds, or two thousand pounds, or more, and nobody's picking them up. And if you trade it right, you can pick it up. That's the analogy. But most people just worry and scare of losing the money. Just pick up the money, run. In trading, uh, if you, um, most of the time, it sounds correct, but people forget to outline it. You know, they talk about the black swan. They forgot about the opposite, the good white swan, which is our liner event. That, like the 10 bagger, 100 bagger, whatever you call them, or 20 baggers. You know, the one pound you put down per trade, and then suddenly make you 100 pounds, 1,000 pounds, that kind of stuff. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And when that happens, and you're not on it, you're kicking yourself. So that's the other thing that uh, I would wish somebody had told me ages ago. Uh, the other thing is, I think this next one really helps me because it turns my, my thinking right away. And uh, I did talk about it in one of my uh, uh, episodes already, which is think like a business owner. Trading shouldn't be just for fun. 
if you're really serious about it, go trade, go learn to trade. Take your time to learn. Learning in simulation, in a simulated account, or actually trading in the um, in in actual market itself, but risk very little, and all the time learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning, and um, only go in the market if the trade is in your favor or there's high possible probability of actually making you money. Still, you don't risk too much because that can turn into a disaster too. So just like most entrepreneurs, they go in, you know, the the Little ideas, you know, we got, we all have and entrepreneurship in our mind have thousands and thousands of ideas through our lifetime. But how many of us actually put uh, money where our mouth is, what our dreams are, and then basically go and run with it, you know, create a business out of it? There are some, but not many, because most of us are um, conditioned by school, I believe, and also society to become a worker, just a worker bee, than the queen. Or the king itself. So, treat the business like a uh, trading like business owner is a very very good uh, advice. And I really wish somebody have told me. The other thing it next lead to is uh, having a system. Most people out there don't have a system itself, and they don't even know if the system is post have a positive edge or not. You know that is over a long period of time. Let's say you know at least hundred trade, try to show you that you can make money. You know. Probably I'm talking about thousands of trade, but minimum you need to see statistics. Why when you write things down and track, you know, you can win and you lose, and then you know overall that that's some using this one formula, one system, one way of trading, and actually make you money. And if that's what you got, you know, good for you and stick with it. And uh, that is very important to me. Um, where to start? I I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I don't have a system that I trust. I do. Uh, Running around and jumping on different different things, we talk about later on as well. Um, jumping, system jumping, time frame jumping, um, uh, method jumping as well. You know, or instrument jumping. Uh, go to forex, go to shares, go to metal sort of things. All using different uh, strategy, and you know, I forgot about the process, and therefore I also because I just all jumping all over the place. I never have a you know a system that create a positive edge and lose money as a result and that's really really important that you must either buy a system or create your own system something that you can trust something that you always rely on after perhaps you know your the reliability you know to actually uh, you, you 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 still prefer to use that system you know it's because you have simulated for a long time or at least visually compare the result for let's say ten years chart or so, or twenty years data, and then comfortable with the result actually making you money. You can calculate it, do you know by by uh, by paper, you know, or write, writing things down, and actually convince yourself that it's making money, and then follow that through. That is very important to me, as a system with a positive edge. Next, uh, this I learned from my own mistakes. Uh, is basically writing things down. Keeping a trading journal. Trading journal for me is two parts. One is initially when I first started, it's just basically writing things down to when I buy, when I get out, you know, uh, what time I actually do it because some of the time, certain hours affect me as well uh, mentally. And uh, what price I get in, what price I get out, you know, why I get in, how much I got in, do I buy, sell, trade, whatever method I'm using, those kind of stuff. And then same thing when I sell. I ask me the same same thing, you know, how much I sale was my PNL, you know, the reason I actually sold, sold, sold the uh, share or the forex, whatever. And 
over time, once you gather 100, 200 of this uh, tray you know, in, in a journal, you start to see mistakes, loads of mistakes, and also repeatable mistakes that comes in again and again. One thing that really caught me is when I was jumping around all over the place when I first started around, um, I lose money a lot. I have a lot of what you call shark bites to my account, and I lower my account lots and lots of time. And also, I got in, uh, suffered a similar thing, what you call piranhas bites. Small little bite, little nibbles, but hundreds of them, and just you know, basically affect you. I, I, I can't go below up as well because of that. So once I write things down, I started to see patterns, patterns of something that I've done well, making money, and patterns that I've done not so well, and losing lots of money, and why I blow the account. And I always found it's just a couple of stupid shark bite, large losses that I was... First of all, not following my plan. I was too greedy. I didn't think I have a risk control and uh, didn't follow my stop loss, etc. And just let the things run in the market, just bang right in front of your eyes, kill you, shoot your head off, and speed you out. And you got nothing left. And it happened so many times. And the trading journal really helps me to, to find that. Secondly, uh, only last two, three years, I started writing down as well, is the reason why you go in the trade or exit the trade. You know, that emotional reason why you go in, what you feel, how do you feel, not just follow the system, but what you feel at the time, what's the general market is like, is that, you know, does that affect you, anything that stick to you, and uh, you want to write down that you feel is irrelevant. And then you read back six months later or three months later, it's, oh, those things what you know what I worry about actually come true or some things you know sometimes doesn't you know the BS that kind of stuff and you start to learn about it about it about how your brain work how you like or dislike certain things and that also helps you a lot you know that's more like an emotional checkpoint to find out in certain situation you're going to make money certain situation uh, you don't make money and you find out the situation you don't make money you control your risk more or not to trade those situation, that kind of thing, which really helps. So having a journal is a must for any traders. Next is, um, I read this from somebody else from Asia, basically try to, you know, uh, trade account um, like a casino. Now, to think of this way, you know, why casino having, like, for example, Las Vegas, put up so many shows, so many wonderful size shows and say, come here and, you know, play, you know, and, uh, you know, we give you extra money or uh, exclusive show, talk show, whatever, and then a boxing show, whatever, and uh, get you involved or just go to Las Vegas. The whole reason is they want you to trade. They want you to actually put in, you know, uh, uh, go in the casino and, and put, put in a bet. And casinos, I'm not sure you know or not, just very much like lottery. Each of the games in casino has a particular mathematical model, an uh, edge that is towards the house. So if people play millions, millions of times, the house will end up winning. Of course, uh, every so often they have to pay out quite a large amount of money, but over thousands, tens of thousands, millions of trade, you know, bets, they always come on top. I mean, somebody have to pay for this, you know, pay for the whole hotel, pay for the, the food, pay for the show. They was paying for it, the people making the bet. And why does casino so much money, make so much money? Because they have a mathematical model in the sort of games that they actually presented, that's actually allowed on, on the premises, actually make money 
over a long term, providing there's loads of people go there. One thing that really strikes me is this, you know, um, um, probably about 10 years or so ago, or so 15 years or something, 2003, or around 2000, something like that, Chinese started allowing the citizen to go to Macau and Hong Kong, I think around 2003. And Sands actually went in to uh, Macau to open a new shop. I think it was on BBC News, and it cost about 130 million US dollars uh, with you know casinos, with hotels, and all sorts of stuff. And BBC actually got some CCTV footage, you know, that Sands um, Casino actually opened. And the day itself that was open, it's very much like Black Friday America. All this Chinese was pushing against the glass door, trying to get in. And once they get in, people just rush in. Some people just fall off, fall down, just like people buying buying stuff on, on Black Friday sales and go straight in to, to do betting, you know, because in China, they're not allowed to do that. And one thing that what really caught my mind, my eyes was the BBC uh, news at the time actually said, "Oh, Santa makes so much money, and within twelve, within ten months, not even twelve months, not even the first year, within ten months, they recruit hundred and thirty million US dollars. All the money they spend, because there's so many Chinese going to the casinos, the casinos, all the time for ten months, and they only made money back." That tells me a lot, like, you know, that's why I mean so many people want to go into gambling business. But also tells you that, providing there's enough volume, the casino make money. So you think of it like a trading. If you have a system that is having a positive edge, just like the casino, providing you stay alive and play enough trades, okay, take enough trades, play the, uh, play the large number game, and still survive, and you will well, providing you, you watch out your risk management, you will make loads of money. The more you play, the more money you make. But yeah, there will be losses. But because uh, the the game of large number, basically, you will end up winner, providing you have a positive edge. So if you think like yourself trading like a casino, providing your, this positive edge is really important as far as I'm concerned. And once you have that, all you need to make sure is risk control, make sure you stay in the games, you still have money to take the next trade, and inevitably, just like everything else, you know, bad things fall onto us, so it's good things fall onto us. The problem with trading, is, especially with new traders, we spend so much money up front and hoping and against hope, oh, we will make it loads of money and risk too much, you know, more than 5%, 10%, 20%, 30%, and the inevitable string of losses happens and you got ganked out of the, uh, of the trade. And then the next trade, when you've got no money, suddenly become a 10-bagger, 20-bagger, 50-bagger, whatever, and make you lots of money, and you're thumbing yourself, oh, I really wish I got some money to trade. All because you did not understand the probabilities, the positive edge, and you risk too much. You don't have your emotional control, you don't have money management control, your greed got into your head, you don't like to do hard work. You don't write things down. Somebody tell you to do something or just write, um, you know, buy something because of a tip. Is uh, and then you lost everything. So watch out and think like a casino. It's well, well worth of thought, and uh, probably will do another episode about that. Next thing I talked about a bit earlier is about um, is system jumping. 
don't do system jumping. If you do charting, just stay with charting. You just feel you just ask your cup of tea, just stay there. If trend following is your cup of tea, go trend following. If other method is your cup of tea, do it. But don't go from one system and then to another system, another system, one or another. Go to one time frame and try to find the day yourself. Now, every system, hear this. Every trading system has its positive edge as well as negative edge. You have its good points and bad points. There's no such system that has all good points and no bad points. The only thing that could ever happen if you think of it, if uh, yeah, everything's always positive, is made of, you know. Ponzi scheme. Always 1% per year. Or 1% per month. Hmm. I don't get what happened. Those pension funds, a lot of uh, uh, fund managers, hedge fund managers, thought themselves uh, you know, so fantastic. You know, because of greed, they fall for the Madoff scheme and lost everything. So be careful. And trust just once you've got a system, stay with it. And don't jump about. Because each system, the other as well, each system has its own positive edge. You jump about. How do you know your system, your whatever your method you're trading is actually making you money? One way around this is like you know, okay, you have well, I do that as well. I have multiple accounts. Each account have different system. I got about like five systems, I got five different accounts, just run them. And each account is like a little manager. I have this method of doing things. Of uh, scanning the the market and basically go go and um, uh, trade the market, and I just keep all the accounts separate. And then at the end of the day, I just look at okay, which one's making you more money, making not making not making as much money, and this is the one that not making you much money over you know five years, ten years view, not not looking at you know couple of months kind of stuff. Okay, that's one alternative. Next things, um, this one uh, hurt me a lot when I was starting. Listening to others, listening to newsletters, listening to newspaper or TV shows, and uh, or especially your good friend who have done trading before and tell you what to do and sh- somehow convince you, oh, they know the fundamentals, they know the ins and outs. Follow them, you won't lose. You won't lose at all. And Bob your uncle, you definitely lose because you don't have a plan. You don't have uh, emotional control. You don't have risk control. Uh, your friend don't know how much you can afford to lose, how much you can afford to risk every trade, and then sooner or later you definitely lose a lot of money. And besides, your friend give you a good tip. What happened next? Well, let's say if he gone to uh, you know have a car accident, God bless him, and uh, got hit in a, by a car and have to stay in hospital for a while. Where, where, where are you going to get your tips? Where, you, where are you going to get your next trading signals? And uh, that's and also another point that uh, Jesse Livermore talked about in his book, uh, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator. Uh, there was a guy, I think, the, what they call the Cotton King, who was well known in the time 1920s when Jesse Livermore was trading. And Jesse Livermore got convinced by this Cotton King to, to bet, you know, I think it's two million US dollars at a time, whatever it is, on cotton. Because the guy told Jesse a story, a process, whatever it is, and got Jesse convinced. 
and he put his money in and boom, lost everything. Because the market did not agree with this Cotton King, no more, even though the Cotton King knows so inside now about Cotton, about uh, the options, the futures, how the operators works, how the producers work, how the sellers work, you know, how the agriculture system works, everything. Still lose lots of money. And from day on, Jesse is bound not to listen to anybody else. And that's it. I think that is a very good lesson for everybody to learn about. Don't listen. Like Jim Cramer. Tell you don't buy this, don't buy that. You know, all this, you know, flashy show. But at the end of the day, he doesn't know how much, what is your risk tolerance, how much you have, how, when is your uncle born, and, and what, what age are you, what is your situation. You know, so if you've got a system, trust your system. So long as your system, you have a positive edge and you verify through simulation and also active trading. And stick with it. Don't jump around. Stick with it. Don't need once you got a trading system that works for you. You don't even listen to news. Forget about the feds. Forget about what Donald Trump is twisting. Forget about what Chinese is doing about the tariffs. You don't need them. All you need is trust your system. What your system said. Providing a positive edge, just follow it through, and you'll make money. Full stop. I guarantee you. And the other thing, the last things, uh, I think a lot of new traders do it. It's what you call. Uh, Averaging down, you know, try to catch a falling knife. Let's say, you know, I, I bought into it before a couple of times. One of them I still remember vividly is what you call a cable company in UK called Telewest. Uh, it's like, you know, at the time I was trading at five, six U- U- pounds and it gone on to into pennies. And I thought, oh, penny stock, I can buy a lot more now. And I even convinced my friend to buy it. And uh, it gone into 50p's and then I bought it around 30. It's gone, boom, straight down to single digit pennies. Really pennies. <laughs> my friend didn't blame me, but I really blame myself. And I thought, oh, I can average it down. Let the price go down. I think it's somewhere down. The more the price gone down for a reason. And I thought, oh, the fundamental is good. It's cable company. It's going quadruple play. It's gonna have TV. Go have internet. Gonna have you know Sky Sports news, whatever. And also her going to the mobile phone. Wow. Or triple play, fantastic. And what happened? The share price just came on going down and got gobbled up by Virgin Media. So, that was my lesson, a big lesson. Don't average down. When the price is falling, it's for a reason. You don't actually make money, do the reverse. When the price is going up, you buy some more. When the price is going down, you sell some more, you can short it to options or or uh, CFDs, contract for difference or spread betting. Sell and sell lower. You buy, you buy higher. That's the actual rule better than using averaging down. So I hope these 10 things um, actually help you. And I really wish that you know, somebody have told or told me this before it's more than 10 you know over time I learned quite a lot about different things and I really wish somebody to to uh, tell me all this stuff before I start so save you lo- save me lots of money and time and uh, headaches but I mean these 10 things I talk about today is some of the most important ones and it's likely I'm going to talk about a bit more in different episodes so uh, if you um Whatever you like this um, uh, this kind of um, um, talk, 
uh, podcast, then please subscribe to my podcast channel. And uh, at the moment, I'm on uh, uh, Anchor and a lot of other uh, iTunes and stuff. But I also put my uh, my podcast in the moment onto my uh, my uh, YouTube channel, so which is everything is on the on the description there. And also, if you would like to um, uh, have a chit chat with me, just to basically uh, a fifteen minutes chit chat of you know where you are or how would you like to start trading or learn about trading, and if uh, you think I can help you or point you right in direction, just you know give me a buzz, sign up, and. Uh, I will just give you a, a Zoom call, no obligation, just want a quick chat, 15-20 minutes chat and just talk to you more in depth what you want, what you're facing, what your problems are and see how if I can help you or at least point you in the right direction. So, thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye bye.